look, I've had a little bit of time since last week to kind of chill myself out, to not get so upset, (laughs) to not let the haters get to me. Yeah, that Lee's, Lee's, you're one of them. Stop shaking your head. Anyway, the point is, no, just don't let me get to you. Just don't let me get to you. Look, but I'm going to put it like this. Today, if we have time, I'm going to talk about The Matrix. Ooh. We are going to start with the trailer that was released after we did last week's episode. And then depending on how we go from there, I may decide to speak about The Matrix. Or, or I'll speak about the trailer and then Lise is going to have an even longer homework uh, assignment as she's going to watch all of them before Ooh, next week okay. and then we'll talk about it so that once she get, cause she, she brought up that she hadn't seen it since she was 11 and I'm mm-hmm. trying, I'm trying to give her leeway, but I'm going to tell y'all now. I'm gonna tell y'all now. I'm telling Lee's too for the first time. This wasn't this wasn't talked about. <laughs> I am a merciful God. No, <laughs> no. The, the, every time someone says merciful, it makes me think of 300. I don't know if you ever saw that movie, but I Xerxes Xerxes had the deepest, most disturbing God voice you could possibly think of, and he was just, "I am a merciful God." And so, anyway, the point That's is. Cool. Movie references. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to let her come back to us with a fresh pair of eyes, having seen all of the Matrix. All of the Matrix. All of it. And then, then, I will pass judgment. <laughs> no, that's fair. I appreciate that. I do. Because, yeah, but, well, I was a little kid. I was a little kid. And I did. Just like you said, I definitely absorbed that, like that like cultural thing where people just say oh the first one was good but the rest of them not so much like like totally i totally i sheepled myself right into that all right hello spicy what's up spicy welcome and hayes gamer thank you for showing through and look i'm just saying what i found a better way to explain what i what i wanted to say last week so as to not be mean but this is what it this is what it means to me. Depending on your views of the matrix and what you are able to comprehend and take away from it, I judge the depth of our relationship based upon that understanding. Whoa. And, so are you and, and, and no, 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 you you're killing me. You're killing me, Smalls, already. <laughs> Already smalls. Okay. That's why no, I like no, 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 no. What it's true. But <laughs> but no, what I mean by that is that you know, whenever you would see those old movies and you know, two people are in a relationship and it's like, you know, we can share everything. But then what something comes up and it's like, oh, well, we can't share everything well it's kind of it's kind of like that where it's not that just that we can't share the matrix is that i'm judging your entire smoothness of your unwrinkled brain by the (laughs) how you how you view the matrix and that dictates how we interact from now on that's that's just how it happens and i'm sorry to anybody that could be listening that'd be like oh yo he's an asshole remember what i said last week i don't care about being liked that's not my that's that's not my end goal but we're going to talk about this further 
once we get to next week's assignment, because I, I'm going to tell you, Lise, I'm a little worried about these assignments. Why? Lise, when did you finish watching last week's assignment? Oh, oh, um, I would say that the A Devil to Pay uh, was the movie. Great movie. Oh, my gosh. I loved it. I have so much to say about it. Right before the show started, I finished yeah. it, see, kind of. See, see, you can't do that with three movies. <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to come to next week. We're going to get our pregame call on, and she's going to be like, I'm about to finish the first movie. That's going to be that. Let me just uh, hit a slideshow of the fast forward button <laughs> through these last two. And, and I'm going to tell you, that's going to be a problem. This is going to be a problem for us. Okay. So, so maybe the best thing to do is to not put it all on you in a week. Maybe hmm. we'll do the first movie next week. Ooh, I like that. And then we'll just stretch it out from here on because you've done this. If the, if if last week was a was like episode one of the of a new season of this show, yeah, you've now set the tone for the for the second season, and I... it's going to be the Matrix. So the Matrix. Pe- people kept Yay. telling me they wanted. Even Kataya came at me on a, on 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 another post I made on Twitter and was like, "Huh, maybe that question with MM will be about the Matrix," and I'm like. I, I cannot express to any of you the level of dismay I had with all of you. No, I'm just <laughs> last last week I was very I, I thought I was dealing with with us with like you know, as I told you all before, I thought I was dealing with like intellectuals. And and after we left that show, I was like, yo, dark Am I dealing with some some smoothies around here? Is this is that what's going on? But again, I wait. We've set the tone. Everybody that's listening, if you haven't seen The Matrix in you know ten years or twenty years, we'll I'm give you all time to go back and correct yourselves. Okay, but 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 we will talk about the first Matrix next week. So now that that now that I've said my piece. Because I, because I, I, I need to take time away. I needed to go back to myself and just, just, just think and sit there so I could put it out how I wanted it to be put out. Hopefully, it I, wasn't. Hopefully, it wasn't too bad. No. It, okay. I'm impressed. I'm okay. impressed. I mean, so, the way that you approach, you know, the way this makes you feel, and uh, you know, come forward with such a a, a, a calm maturity. I mean, it's it. It flies in the face of whatever Baron was trying to warn me against. And I think that, I, I also think that it's really, I appreciate that you even share what you do about how the Matrix, how you feel about people who don't like the Matrix. Uh, because, you know, you could just keep that to yourself and just like be judging me silently. But I think it's nice <laughs> that, you, that you let it out. I think it's nice that you let it out. I think it's healthy. And and it sounds like you're 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 just you're growing. I like to think that this is a process of growth for you, uh, because I'm not the one that needs to grow here. I'm not saying you. No, need I'm, to just, grow. I'm just I'm playing. I'm, See, well, guys. Well, <laughs> okay, you guys really have to understand. I'm always, always, partially joking. I leave right. it up to I leave it up to you to decipher what's the percentage. 
because I'm obviously not going to be if, if if she comes back next week and is like I fucking hated it. I'm not going to I'm not going to be like show over, get out of my face smoothie. Like I'm not going to do that, okay? But there is there's there's a joke in almost uh, almost everything I say. And it's not that I'm not being forthright. There is a truth to the feeling, but like they say with jokes, jokes are funny because it's usually like an 80-20 split of truth in them right. and that's what makes them funny you know yeah. so so y'all get to decipher that but you know i'm not gonna make it too easy on y'all but yeah but yes thank you i appreciate your words and you know every day is growth to be to be to be forward about every day every between 0.1 and 2 percent joking spicy <laughs> catch me on the right day maybe um but no, I appreciate your words. And, and every day is growth for everybody. So I, I'm not trying to joke past that. That's that's it's good stuff. Good stuff. Now, do we do we want to because I will continue to talk about the Matrix. I will not stop. But do you want to get on to a devil to pay last week's assignment? Maybe get a check in from chat to see who completed the assignment. Yes, I would love to. I despise and detest that we're calling it an assignment, but I suppose that is what it is. Hey, hey, it is what it is. Uh, I, I like yeah. to think of it as an assignment because this is this gives us time to talk about movies and we get to yeah. go in depth and people going into the what was last week's assignment? Chase. God damn it. <laughs> It was you that said, oh, we have homework last week. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we'll continue. A Devil to Pay. You can get it on. You can watch it on Tubby, Tubi, however you say it. And it's free. And they've been stepping up their 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 movie catalog lately. So I advise checking out some of the other stuff that's on there. Just for those who, you know, care. But, yeah, I'll let you start us off. A Devil to Pay. Yeah. Yeah, I... I mean, there's so much I liked about it, but something that, that continues to resonate with me are just what I throughout described to myself as like textures, like, and this is just from a purely like aesthetic standpoint, but the, 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 the audio, the, the cinematography, the locations, the, the objects, I mean, just uh, in, in the movie, there's a, uh, a pocket watch and as uh, central to the plot and and, and the main character opens, or uh, sorry, the not the main character, but uh, another character opens it. And the back has this really nice texture that I've seen before in some pocket watches, but only in like really old ones that I've seen at like antique stores and stuff. There is just textures just everywhere. The the, the grass, uh, the the shops, there was just so much. The, well, there's one shop that they went into. And, and, and just the whole time, visually, it, it really, it really immersed me in this mountain town. So for those who don't know, uh, this movie is about uh, uh, a woman who is uh, paying off a debt, basically, and dealing with that in very um, interesting ways that, you know, <laughs> it, it gets it gets it gets crazy. But uh, she doesn't she doesn't go just straight for exactly paying off the debt. Things get complicated. And it, it takes place in this kind of like, m m you know, mountain hill, you know, sticks out in the sticks, boondocks type of place. And uh, 
And so it's just, it just has, it, it has that vibe. And I live up in the mountains. And so it, it, it definitely felt like it captured really well, just that the lore and mythology of mountain people. And so that was, that was by and large something that just kept coming up for me. But overall, I mean, the, <laughs> I gotta tell you, man, this movie is the kind, this is, these are the kind of movies that I wanted to make uh, when I went to film school back in 2008. Uh, and I don't know, at that time, there weren't a lot of movies like this. And I, I don't know, I got pretty jaded after those four years and I went into film school loving movies and I went out hating them. <laughs> uh, and so, and so this, this, this really had, it, 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 it was a good balance of keeping to a uh, tried and true story structure uh, that movies almost always enjoy, uh, unless they're quite terrible. Uh, and, and yet it still has that like indie filmmaker quality to it, where it's, it's, it's not, you know, it, 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 maybe it is high budget, but it doesn't look high budget. It doesn't have, you know, helicopter aerial shots uh, and things just for introducing a character. Like very, you know, it it feels like let's say you're just you're just uh, you got an uncle who has an old barn somewhere and just like, hey, can I use your barn? And it just has that vibe to it. Uh, so yeah, I loved so much about it. But but though that's just kind of my first overall reaction to it really 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 enjoyed it yeah i mean i i th i've told y'all before about something that bothers me with movies where they'll be like oh it's a low budget film and it's like but you can't find the budget anywhere and when mm. you can't find the budget anywhere it makes me believe that it's not a right. low budget not in the way that most people would think of low budget it's, it, you know, so this probably cost a good 10 to 20 mil. I believe uh, it. That's, that's about what I, I would say if I had to guess what the budget was. Because yeah. they won't show me the actual budget. Um, yeah, but I really like the location. Great location. I like this. I like the, uh, like you said, how they focused on the, the, the lore, or as I called it, the law of the mountain. Mm-hmm where it's just like it's a completely different civilization mm. that most people don't even think about in day-to-day -day life as we most of us know it and it reminds me of that old um there's a documentary called the wild and wonderful whites of west virginia what and it's literally about a family that through all of its generations have been just a plague on their surroundings that they're always in trouble. There's always something going on with the law. There's always drugs. There's debauchery. There's it's basically like the stories that people like to read about where it's just like you see people just doing the craziest shit and they're just and you're just like those people exist that like it was terrifying that document awesome. that documentary was literally a horror movie 
And also it breached over into some points where like you came to understand this family and like how much of a black hole it is, but also the civilization or the, the piece of America that they reside in and how different that is from yours. And it almost makes it seem fantasy based because you're like, people do this. People <laughs> live like this. Like, what is this? And that's something that I felt with this movie that I thought was very interesting was the idea that in a devil to pay, you could identify with people, but you were the, the, to put it, the directors, the Nelms brothers that we do, that we interviewed on the Made in Dreams podcast. One of the thing that I, things that I love about their filmmaking per se is how they always take ordinary people and put them in extraordinary circumstances, mm -hmm. but it's never extraordinary as in it wouldn't happen. It's that right. it, it does happen. And now you get to go along for the ride of what that's like. And that's what yeah. this movie really did for me. It's like you, you learn the rules of the mountain yeah. and you have to honestly kind of like think your way through it with the main character who, even though she's familiar with it is being placed at odds with it to keep her family together. And that's, it's, it's beautiful. It is. It, yeah. It's so well done. I agree. I love that uh, perspective about the um, extra being ordinary and put into extraordinary uh, situations, especially because uh, like you say, the, the, that, that mountain, the law of the mountain, that's not something that is, you know, widely understood by people uh, outside of those cultures. And so uh, in a way that's already out of the ordinary, but it's still ordinary. Like they're like, she's just trying to feed the kid, you know, trying to keep the family together uh, and, and live her day-to-day -day life. So in that way it's ordinary. And then there's like an extra layer there where you get to learn about um, and it's and it's true because around here people people are self-sufficient like i don't live all the way up the mountain i live like halfway up the mountain <laughs> uh but but people people are self-sufficient they got gardens they got chickens you know they like they they hold it down they don't need to go to the store stuff like that so it's it's it is possible for these these communities to exist uh, and it's it's very it's very bizarre. So it's it's cool it's cool to see. And, okay, so this is something else. I'm gonna get slightly social justice about it. Uh, I I loved that the main character was a black woman, uh, and that uh, and 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 that it what now this 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 can be this can be done in a couple different ways. I can feel different ways about this. But on one hand, if if there are black characters and it's not dealing with like or it's not representing uh, racism in some way, then sometimes it's like, well, is it is it erasing racism? I don't know. But I don't think this is doing that at all. Um, but what I will say is that there is a, a main character, a heroine who is black, and she is, um, she is not, like her being black isn't, doesn't have anything to do with anything really. I mean, maybe it does. I mean, it, it could in the sense that, uh, uh, her husband was asked to uh, basically do this task and that's kind of the debt she has to pay off because he didn't finish the job and so she has to finish it for him and 
And so, you know, maybe there is, there are some, it, it, it can be read that way, which is what I like about it. It's not something like uh, Bill Cosby's show, The Cosbys, right? Where it's like straight up Beverly Hills, you know, whitewash black people it's like it's like just a represent it's just a black person who has an accent that i would recognize as like you know a country black accent and uh yeah i i you know and she was put in a shitty position and it honestly you don't have to even read it that way uh you know yeah and, i did and it still works and you know and that's and i i like that you don't have to as well because you know it's it's representation is 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 a wacky thing and it, nobody's going to get it perfect um but uh in this case you know i think that it is cuz okay so think about like 12 years a slave or the fucking help or something right like like these types of movies especially when it comes to like the help like it's 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 sort of tokenizing people of color and using that story uh in a way that is kind of exploitative but not necessarily uninformative or not entertaining, but uh, it's it's like so. Here's something I want to I want to prep add on to that. Okay, so when I was in film school, I talked about going into it loving it, going out hating films. Part of that is because uh, I would try to write uh, scripts where it would clarify the race of the character, but that wouldn't come into play. Very similar to this movie. Uh, it it wouldn't be explicit like it would be maybe maybe there are implicit ways but 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 explicitly it's not it's not something that only black history can can be connected to uh, i.e. you know a movie about slavery especially antebellum slavery uh, but but you know so to see that that and and so okay so I would want to do that in my screenplays and my professors would say don't write that in. Don't write that in because uh, that's the casting director's job to decide the race of the characters. And unless the only reason you should do that, specify race or uh, anything like that, maybe even gender, uh, sexual orientation, is if it is relevant to the plot of the story is what they taught me. So don't don't put that in there. And so I, here I was struggling because I was trying to make it relevant to the story, but I didn't fucking really want to. Um, and and here this movie does such a beautiful job of that uh and and you know i don't know if that was in the screenplay that that she was black or uh you know that was the casting director's choice but it seems like casting directors are um are pretty biased in their choices so uh i always thought it'd be nice to put it in the script but who knows who knows so anyway i did like that about it and uh it, it renewed my hope and faith in in what the film industry can do so i'm I'm happy to get any recommendation from you. The Matrix must be the best movie ever. It must be. Otherwise, uh, why would you have such a strong opinion about it? If if you if you if you're pointing in the direction of movies like this, man, you know your shit. You know your shit. Well, you know for, for one to address the uh, casting director thing, um, I feel like I never went to film school. Partially because I was blocked from going to film school. Oh, no. um, but I have to believe because of people I know who did go and following film as closely as I do, that there is no right way or wrong way to do anything. Mm. Like, it's all up to your vision. Now, 
the end result of said vision, like you, for you to have a Hollywood movie, I guess there might be a checklist. Like you don't want to do certain shots because they don't look right. And people will notice that they're not like all the other shots. And therefore they could be seen. Everything is in a marketing graph. Like, will this work? Will that work? Like they have a checklist, but I mean, take movies like arrival, which is, Probably my newest, well, newest, like, favorite sci-fi film. And the dude was sitting there trying to write a script, like you were talking about. And, you know, he kept trying to describe the writing language that is displayed in the film. And he couldn't do it because it sounded too complicated. And, and uh, he was being told that he couldn't do it a certain way. And then his wife was like, yo, why don't you just put it in the script? Just put an image in the script, which is something you don't do. And he did. Oh, wow. And it is one of the most, like, I don't think you can pitch the movie. Like, you can ask someone to read it and to actually visualize what he was looking for. That was pertinent. So while you may, classically, you may not put an image in a script, put an image in the goddamn script. (laughs) If that's what it takes, even though everyone would tell you not to do it, just do it. Because if all it comes down to when it comes to big budget Hollywood stuff is, can they exploit you for monetary gain? (laughs) Yeah. That's the only real rule. The actual rule of Hollywood. Is this good enough to where I think I can make money off of you? Yeah. If they can, they don't care for pictures in the script. Half of them don't fucking look at it anyway, which is another rule. Like, that's the thing. Like, you put all this time, a great documentary, Tales from the Script. As we all know, the the play off of Tales from the Crypt, but Tales from the Script... If you want to know what it's like to be a writer in Hollywood, probably the least appreciated person that could possibly exist oh, in yeah. Hollywood, watch that documentary. It is absolutely amazing. I've watched it God knows how many times. Really? It's wow, okay. it's a it's a great documentary. But that's the game. You know, just like one of the dudes in that documentary was like, you know, somebody walked up to him and was like, yo, the way you fleshed out the world and the way everything makes sense and how you put it all together, that's amazing. And he's like, you go, how did you do it? He goes, I'm a fucking writer. Like, what do, <laughs> like, what do, you, what do you mean? Like, of, of course it's ironed out. It has to be, you know? Yeah. And so it's just like, yeah. And it, I, I love it, but, you know. That's that's just that. I feel like I feel like I've dedicated enough to my love of film and 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 movie so far into this. But if you want to keep going, we can. I, well, I, I like. I mean, I think you're right about the money thing. And I think for me, my experience in film school, they just wanted they wanted to make sure we were prepared to like not be you know not have our scripts just like thrown in the garbage, right? So if 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 we tried to put an image in there. Uh, you know, they would tell us not to because some agent, some somebody, somebody is going to be, isn't going to read it. Like you said, they're not actually going to read it, but they're going to flip through. And if they see that it's not that format, they're going to get, throw it in the trash. Right. But 
you know, that may not necessarily be true, but that was just, I think their mindset was indeed to appeal to money. And then their, their, their idea about how to achieve that was to, uh, not, not shake it up, just, just status quo, you know, play by the rules everyone else plays by and what's tried and true. And then you'll get your foot in the door. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I always imagined that I would do that. And then I would like, like start to rebel slowly, but I realized that it doesn't really work that way. If you start out following the rules, you kind of got to keep following them. At least, I don't know if that's true, but that's, that's kind of what it seemed like to me. But um, maybe it's better to just break them up right, right off the start. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the color of your character always plays a major point, even mm -hmm. if it's, even if it's not the major theme of yeah. it, you get a certain understanding immediately of that person's psychology. It's, it, yeah. but it's, it's kind of like, you know, um, how'd you put it? Like, um, Something that, well, no, I'm not going to get into that, but it always plays something. It always plays in some way. Yeah. And you have to think, you know, even though I say I didn't look at a uh, devil to pay in this light where I'm like, you know, she's black. This, it has to do with racism. That's not how I took it. But at the same time, her being black and knowing history. Yeah, right add something because you have to look at the fact that I remember when I was in school in early two thousands in college, a story was released in the news that a family living in the sticks of Georgia, I believe it was literally there. The whole story was based around their grandmother living to see the end of racism and the, the end of slavery but they didn't know it happened. Ooh. So her and her family were literally still slaves until recently. Wow. I think I remember hearing about that. And the idea of that, that is a story within itself. Good Lord. But, but to be so removed from everything... That your family, your family is still in slavery when it ended, ended, let's throw yeah. a quote, yeah, it ended, yeah, yeah. like, over 100 years ago. <laughs> like, you just think, like, that's, like, you know, it's, ins well, not over 100 years ago, but it, it's insane. To yeah. think that's, that this whole thing can be happening, and that the, the thing that basically caramelized this country together completely went unnoticed by someone living in it. Not the family that kept them, but yeah. So her living to be able to be like, Oh my God, my family can be free. That's real. And you have to factor that in. I, I personally say, and don't take anything from me because I'm a nobody, but even still, I'm the best to never do it. When it comes down to it, like I say, put it all like I break the rules every time I write a script because I write in what they call master scene, which is what goes into what you were talking about when they're like the status quo. Well, a lot of the times they tell you not to make those decisions 
because you're not going to be the one directing. Therefore, you're not going to really have any control over it. When I write a master scene, I write everything. I write what the cameras are doing. Wow. I write everything. And so a lot of people be like, they look at it and be like, Yo, that's too much information. What you know, yeah. you gotta leave that to the other guy. That's his job. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, well, I don't expect there to be a other guy. So that's them's them's the rules. Is it a movie that you're gonna make, or is it a movie that you're gonna, or are you gonna shop the script around to see if you can sell it to it to somebody? Everything I write is something that I plan to make. Okay, so especially because I because I, I don't want it any other way. If I'm do if now if I'm working on something, if I'm part of a team for someone else, oh yeah, they can do whatever the hell they want with it. But if I'm writing it, like purely me and it's my idea and everything, no, there ain't nobody else. Yeah, because because as I've said before, money doesn't matter to me. That's not my motivation. So if I have to make it myself. I'm completely fine with that. If I never get a big payday or a Hollywood release, that's fine with me. And we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. What's going on, Kiff? We're going to get to that because of the next topic, which I would like to segue into, if you don't mind. No, I don't at all. I'm ready. Okay. First, we're going to approach this on self-doubt. Personal and professional. And this has been something that's really... It's really kind of um, become prevalent because of projects I'm working on with other artists and their confidence level with their talent as opposed to my confidence level with my talent. And so if you want to know my stance personally on me, I don't really have doubt. That's that's not it's not my thing uh, to put it in a more funny way of saying it. Uh, Dave Chappelle was talking about the first time that he uh, met Kanye West. Oh, yeah. A- and he said, Kanye said, I'm dope and I do dope shit. So that, that <laughs> that's his mindset. I'm dope and I do dope shit. Yeah. Well, that's my mindset. Nice. I'm dope and I do dope shit. And so I don't doubt myself, but I see people who do all the time. And, you know, I feel like starting from an understanding that you that you like everyone else, everyone, every other human, like you are every other human, like you're no different. You, you, you breathe, you bleed, you die, you live. That's it's, it's it's all you're human. Very little is in your control in the grand scheme of things. So self-doubt is self-doubt is simply self-sabotage in its mm-hmm. purest form. Yeah. Where you judge yourself based on your own preconceived notions that are in fact non-existent. So if you have doubts, it, if I know people say it's harder than that, it's really not. If you have doubts, don't. (laughs) It takes time to, 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 to erase it, but you do have to, 
I, I agree, you'd have to just start not doing it as much as you can, and it gets easier to avoid. Now, I'm going to tell you what got me here. What got me here to this thought of doubt is when it happened, it triggered in me one day. As due to my aspiration as a filmmaker. That's what caused the thought process that, because I that was like zero doubt, zero doubt. This happened. What is this feeling? Oh, oh, that's doubt. Oh boy, I'm going to have to deal with this. And I had to think it through. <laughs> and that was the film, The Prestige. Oh. By Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Magician stuff, right? Uh, yes. I watched that movie. And I didn't talk for the rest of the day. I know it's what? hard to believe. <laughs> yeah, it must have made it a, an impact on you. It, it, real, it literally shut me down because I had that one moment of, could I ever do something? Could I tell that story? Could I create that story? Because the first time you see it, and it's literally the first time you see it. It doesn't happen any other time. The first time you see it, you are witnessing a greatness. It is an amazing film. Just, it's why people love Christopher Nolan, despite some of the other things that he severely lacks in. <laughs> no, he's amazing. I mean, when I say severely lacks in, I mean, it's just facts are facts. My not wanting to tell completely realistic stories that's my fault that's where i falter i hate i hate to an extent realism because really? i because i always because i love the idea of the art form dictating future oh. we all know how shit things are right now how about we show people what it could be and so that kind of thing is like you know whether that thing is just to build someone's imagination that's where i focus but back on the task i'm sitting here looking at this at this you know film i'm like good lord i might not be dope enough <laughs> just to I make something it. as good as that yeah is what you mean yeah yeah and and then at the end of the day i realized and this is what all artists need to realize with their hangups. Okay? You cannot create what he created. You can't. But what you can do is create something of yours that's just as good. When you sit there looking at people who do, whether it's sculpting in dreams or... You know, you're looking at through your Instagram or Pinterest and you see all these amazing artists and you're constantly comparing yourself to them and you'll never be that good or could you be that good? Or, I'm just shit because I can't do that. No, throw all that out the window. You're dope and you do dope shit. Oh, yeah. Okay. You cannot create what they created, but you can create what you create and it can be a masterpiece. So, it's all cake. To 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 
to bring up again this meme that I love. It's a meme where somebody is bringing like it's done in like stick figures, which makes it just even more better. Like it makes it amazing. A, a, a stick figure brings in a cake and sets it on the table. And right next to it is a bigger cake that's way more extravagant, way better, like Aww. way better put together. And they're like looking at it and they're like, my cake sucks. And then the next panel is someone at this party walking up to the table and it says, oh shit, two cakes. Nice. That should be what you think of every time you start to doubt yourself. You may look at, we're always going to have people we admire. We're always going to have artists. As artists, we will always have people that we look up to, that we see their technique, and we're like, I want to learn that. I, I want to get better at that. That's just our curse. We're never going to be happy completely with what we do. Like, <laughs> that's, just, that's just the bottom line. We're always, every day we're learning. But when it all comes down to it, the person walking up to the table next is just seeing two cakes. <laughs> so cut out all this doubt shit. It's not worth it. You're adding stress to yourself that you don't need to. And that'll put you in the hospital before it's your time. Just to get super real for a second. That not shit happy. will put you in the hospital. Take it from someone who knows. Mm. Okay? Wow. So... Your turn. How do you feel about this idea of doubt? Yeah, I, I really like this topic and I, I, I appreciate uh, uh, th that you made it personal as well. Um, so I, I think I think that there's always I think it's interesting to I agree with everything you said. I'm right there with everything you said, for sure. Uh, and then I would add to it as well, uh, you know, in trying to, you know, not do it. Uh, I think some things that at least for me have been just life-changingly helpful uh has been looking at why i would have that self-doubt what is the root and that's probably going to be different for everybody uh for me it's like it's like a critical voice an inner critic who's just trying to to fuck my shit up like it's not i don't even believe it when it happens i know that it's not true but it doesn't matter it's just trying to hurt my feelings and trying to slow me down and uh, so, so just like Mighty said, uh, I think self-sabotage, uh, plays into it majorly, but yeah, it's, it's, and, 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 you know, it's, I, I, I kept thinking, and I don't think this is like a real danger, but I just kept thinking about like, like taking it to like another extreme where, you know, thinking that, uh, you know, well, that big cake is fucking idiot for making such a big cake nobody wants a big cake my small cake's the best cake but like honestly that's really just the same thing it's just a different lens you know like really that comes out of insecurity for one's own uh, uh shortcomings and then just kind of competence at least in my opinion so you know i i wouldn't say that the extreme is very helpful uh either uh but but it's hard it's hard to to be kind to to inter to intercept to intervene so you find out Where's this doubt coming from? And then I have uh, benefited from just interrupting it. So if, whenever it has come in to my mind, uh, I just, if I have to go, you know, 
uh, watch a, a, an episode of TV real quick or play a game real quick or do something or just like, or even just argue with it. Be like, no, you're wrong. That's me looking up at my brain. No, you're wrong. You're lying to me, you know? And, and even if, even if, even if immediately after, you know, you say to yourself the, the critical thing again, that's okay. Cause it takes time. Cause you just, you just did that. You just interrupted that, which is potentially in and of itself, uh, uh, you know, a new step so forward. So, so yeah, I, I, I agree with everything Mighty said. And, you know, I, again, I would just add, you know, look, you know, be, be gentle on yourself with that process and find a, a way that uh, gets you there at your own pace. But uh, it is very dangerous. And then when you were talking about uh, looking at other artists uh, on dreams, sculptors, people that we look up to uh, and, and admire, uh, the prestige. Um, I think I've heard that a bit, it's a little corny, but I've heard it referred, referred to as compare and despair, uh, which I think it is, it's kind of like it go, I think it goes back to that inner critic, you know, that, that in, that thinks that I need to be put down, that that is the place that I belong, that somehow that's a safer place for me is to be uh, feeling down on myself. And so by comparing and despairing, it's almost like this, this masochistic activity uh, to just go and do and, 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 you know, get off on or something. Uh, and so, you know, it's don't do it. If, if you know, recognize it, don't do it. But, but I, I really like how you offered that model for, you know, realizing that you can make your own thing that's that great. It's just going to be different. It's not going to be the same thing. And sometimes that's hard. You know, if I see something that's like, you know, if I see I'm working on a, a survival simulator uh, right now, a, a video game. And if I see another survival game, uh, sometimes, you know, I immediately get that pang of just like, oh, no, is it going to be better than mine? Or if it's better than mine? <laughs> Right. But like, but like quickly, I'm just like, okay, calm down, calm down. It's okay. Uh, because like, it's going to be different no matter what, no matter what, it is not going to be the same idea as mine. Even if it does its idea really well, uh, it, it still won't be mine. And so it's kind of, it's almost so I, I guess I'll, I'll end my response, uh, by saying that it's almost like, um, like this part of my brain uh, and I would assume others' brains uh, are looking, it's looking for something, looking for anything it can grab onto. What can I grab onto and use against myself? And, um, you know, just don't give it, don't give it the opportunity to do that. And it, and, and interrupting it, uh, all of that, it, it takes time. But, but really arguing with that voice, contradicting it, proving it wrong, saying, actually, this, this the awesome thing that I made is contrary to what you're telling me uh and and eventually it will it will have to take your word for it so yeah just just try to uh interrupt it and and notice when it's looking for an opportunity it's hungry look look for when it's it's hungry for an opportunity and you don't have to starve it it's just about uh you know not letting it uh, eat what you don't want it to eat Did that i don't know if that worked but i tried makes sense <laughs> Makes sense to me, at least. So, okay. look. So, I guess the, the natural progression to this would be the next topic. 
And that next topic is, what is happiness? Mm -hmm. And I look at it as what we need versus what we want. And when need becomes toxic. So, a perfect example of this. Well, how would I put it? I guess I'll go into my whole... Go for it. I guess uh, to lead up to this story, like to me, happiness is the acceptance of your limited time here, which allows you to find harmony with your own existence and what you experience in that time. That's that's what I consider happiness to be. Joy is not happiness. Too many people, in my opinion, confuse the two. Joy is temporary. Happiness is a state of mind. So, I guess the way to put this would be when need becomes toxic. So, a friend of mine uh, has a preconceived notion of what life is supposed to be opposed to what it is, which all comes back to that whole doubt thing where I talk about the arrogance of control. We believe that we control things. Some people, some people lose their mind at their middle age when they realize that, Hey, when I told myself I was going to be uh, I was going to be a full-blown professional. I was going to have a family with two kids by the time I reached 32. All those little milestones people make for each other, for themselves. When none of them happen, what do you do? You created a pitfall for yourself. We all want to be, uh, you know what? In my perfect world, I'm not doing this podcast. I'm chilling with Quentin Tarantino and the Wachowski siblings, and I'm just talking movies all day while I work on my next movie that's already about to be made, and I got six behind me. That's my that 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 would be my dream world if I were to have it right now. But that's not life, and to think to put those milestones in your own path keep you from happiness. It goes away from what you need or well what you need and putting it into what you want and what you want becoming toxic and poisoning your actual experience that you have here so now i will go into when it becomes toxic when you start to believe these preconceived notions as entitlements mm. and you haven't been paid your due so, a friend of mine, close friend, love him to death, one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Just straight up, if, if I were a chick, this is the dude you want to run into. This is, has his head on straight, is intelligent. Straight chick. Works with, work, well, yeah, straight chick, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> uh, works with, you know, uh, troubled youth and, and adults and basically is 
everything you would think a good human being is. If you wanted to think about a pillar to hold up the family, this is that dude. But he gets distracted by these milestones. Mm. Because he has the professional milestones. They're, they're knocked out. For the most part, of course, you always look to, you know, go up, or at least most people do. Um, But he wants more than anything to have a family, to have a loving wife, to have children, to, to him, everything else, oh, it's good. But there's no worth unless he has these things. That's when a need becomes, or what you want, becomes toxic. That's when it poisons. And I tell y'all this because I'm, and as I tell y'all, I never lie to the people. I say what I say. The person I'm talking about can hear me right now. Okay? Awkward. No, it's not. It's only awkward if you let it be. I got time. (laughs) This is the thing, though. He understands that I want him to have all these things. But I also know what it's like to have someone who has these these, these milestones that aren't clicking out, these entitlements that aren't coming due, lose their goddamn mind. Be arrested. Like, when I say lose your mind, I mean lose your goddamn mind. These stresses that you put on yourself can ruin your life. You wake up tomorrow, which is why people always are like, you always have tomorrow. No, you don't. You don't. That's right. The things you stress about today can literally take your future. You might not even know who you are tomorrow. And it's these stresses and these things where you start worrying about, you know, what you don't have. And things that you believe you should have. And the putting all your worth, all your eggs in one basket. They don't, it, it's, it's a terrible way to live. I told you what my perfect world scenario would be. I don't have it. And you know what I realized? All I need to be happy is a roof over my head, someone that I care for, they're with me, and we'll see where the rest pans out. And if I don't have that person that cares for me or I care for them, I still have the roof over my head, in dreams. I have a way to express myself. That's it. I've told people before, if I had my perfect like living area, I it'd be one room. One room. I don't need a big house. I don't need this wide area. I just need a place where I can sit down and do this. And if I couldn't do this, 
well, we'll just pull it back a little. <laughs> it doesn't, it's, it's, I mean, it's whatever. Like, I'm here. I'm experiencing life. That's enough. Anybody who wants more to the point where it starts to bother you that you don't have it, you're doing it wrong, in my opinion. To the point. I think that's important. In, 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 yeah. Go ahead. It has to be to a certain extent before it gets into that toxic. So, like, having goals uh, is not what you're saying. Like, you wouldn't – you're not saying don't have goals. It's just don't let those goals uh, become uh, your worth. self-sabotaging. Yeah. Yeah, don't let them become your worth. Your worth. Right, right, right. Like, those things – are not promised to anyone. Some people didn't even live long enough to get the chance to have them. Yeah. So you're not looking at the big picture. And that's what it comes down to. Would I be like my wife love my wife? I, 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 and to say this after saying to you just moments ago, like my friends, like diminishing his own worth because he doesn't have this. I get it. I get it. I really do. But I hope to spend a long time with my wife. But if for reasons that like everything else are beyond my control, I had to do it alone. Well, then I'm just alone. Next. She wasn't promised. Feel your prom- feelings. Feel she your was- feelings. She wasn't promised. Oh, no, you, you can feel your feelings. But they. you can't, no one can be your everything. Yeah. That's a, that's a relationship goal or a relationship tip for people. No one can be your everything. You have to be okay alone. And then, then you can share that with someone. If someone is your everything, you're setting yourself up for some uh, Avengers Endgame type horse shit. Okay? Because a lot of people get this wrong. This is the folly of youth. When you see those, when you know, when you have your first boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, and you're 100% all in, it's lovey-dovey, you, you know, you're always touching, you're always kissing, you, it, it's just love at a, at 100 miles an hour, and, the, and, and, and that 100 miles an hour, your tires are on fire. You're just going. When you get older, it's still that, but there's none of the show. You don't have to prove it. It's just in your actions. You don't have to show everyone how in love you are. You know, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> That's it. But that whole going 100%, putting it all on the line, this person's, is, this person's your moon and your stars and all this other shit. No, that's not how that works. If that's how it works, there's probably going to be a real bad fall. Bad. Like, bad, bad. <laughs> like, could be life-altering and ending bad. It just can't be that way. That's that falling in love with romanticism over reality. 
and it's not healthy. Now, I just, this is someone coming from someone who just told you I hate realism. But that's the thing. We're all walking contradictions from one second to the next. Because I consider myself, I consider myself to an extent a pragmatist. Pragmatists hate fantasy. (laughs) But that's, that's the truth. Like, I'm not going to be there like, you know, uh, Mark Twain writing letters to Fenimore Cooper, explaining to him how the ship that he used in his book wouldn't fit down the actual canal that he was describing in his book because the measurements don't actually work out. I'm not that guy. I'm not, I'm not that guy. Okay. Mark Twain was an asshole, but he was hilarious. Like I'm not that guy, but at the same time, it's like, you do have the the idea the pragmatist had as to how fantasy can poison the mind. There's there's truth in it. Because it's like these ideologies and these a lot of people's doubts. Oh, I'm not beautiful because I don't have the I'm not beautiful because I don't look like a toothpick and I'm not on the cover of some magazine and I'm not a model. All this stuff, like all this stuff comes from basically a fantasy. Those models probably aren't even that small. Some of them are, but most of them probably aren't. There's Photoshop. There's, there's camera angles. There's, (laughs) there's all types of magic happening to make that image. But you know little girls little boys they see those things and they start to evaluate themselves on this idea that within itself is fantasy it's not good so what what brought this up for you like what was it did something happen that made this be on your mind or is it just on your mind honestly like i said it all started from the idea of self-doubt and how i how i work with really talented people on a day-to-day basis and none of them none of them have my level of confidence and they're better than (laughs) me and they're better than me like i can i can sit back and say like and and it's so wild to me that i have this you know that i i'm me and I think this way, and I can look at them and be like, yo, that's better to me. <laughs> but I'm still like, I'm dope. I do dope shit. And they're like, I'm trash. Someone needs to take this away from me. I just, like, I don't, it, it's so wild. So once I started thinking about that, I then started going into the idea of, you know, like, happiness. And, like, because that is the thing. Like, when you have that doubt, on a personal or professional level, you, you are in fact denying yourself a certain level of happiness because it's going to override any possibility of you reaching that yeah. mind state. Yeah. And so it, it's familiar. Too. Yeah. Like, like you get used to feeling that way. And, uh, that is pr- part of what builds up over time, the poison that builds up over time. Um, I, I, I relate, I think we're similar in that way. Uh, I always kind of thought of it as like charisma, um, but I mean, charisma is more of something that is 
like it's it's not the same as like an internal you know feeling uh but i think it can be uh but yeah it's it's i if i if i have doubt i i i I keep it to myself. I don't know. And, and I, and I just deal with it and I deal with it the way that I'm going to deal with it. Um, but as far as like, I, I, I don't, I don't really, you know, sometimes if we're going through a bad time, that's one thing, right? Like we're having a bad time and we're just like talking about, Oh my gosh, like, and now, you know, my, my project, this, I made this wrong and I got to do it again. You know, you, you can, you can feel those ways, I think, and, and still not let it, become or or be or inform and support that 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 deep like like monster that's building up inside of you not feed that monster uh anymore i mean you know it's normal to have those emotions and those feelings and mighty was talking about um you know losing your partner and i mean i think about that all the time just because uh since my partner and i have been together uh there have been i think we've been to four funerals three or four funerals uh, in their family and on different sides of their family. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I see those people, uh, you know, open casket. And I'm like, in some cases, I, I watch them dying. And I'm like, they look like my partner. They are, they have similarities to my partner. Like I can visualize my partner be lying in that casket, lying in that hospital bed because of how uncanny the resemblance is. And it just, it just gets in my head, you know, but, but I think it's, it's, it's made it better for me to appreciate uh, uh, the time we spend together because it, it's so, it is so very true. Tomorrow's never promised today. I mean, I, I, I think I think about that maybe arguably too much, but I do, I really, I do think about it so much because, uh, you know, I ask myself, am I doing like, like if I have those goals, if I worked towards that goal today, then I as good as achieved it. And I, and I try to reward myself as much as possible with, as if I achieved it, because since I got a step closer and if, if I die tomorrow, well, you know, I got as close as I could and I was doing everything I could to get there. And so it, it's kind of almost like a, like, like tricking a part of my brain into uh, not being critical of itself and, and just, and it, and honestly, it kind of works. Like it, it starts to sink in day after day after day of just like reassuring myself that way. Uh, and then uh, I wanted to read something that uh, Char IDK said. Uh, Char says, I think that happiness is being able to live most uh, of your life, most of your day-to-day -day time, uh, feeling mostly calm and experiencing things that are a passion for you. At least that's the happiness that I want. Uh, and I think that there's there's a lot of truth in that. Like, I agree. I mean, truth and, and I agree uh, because peacefulness, calm, yes, the, to the extent that you can, right? Like you gotta let your emotions happen. If you feel really sad, if you feel really angry, it's important to allow those emotions to have an outlet. At the same time, you know, ruminating or, or um, you know, having those inform this monster that, that you've already got criticizing you, not so great. Um, and, and I think that that is important to, to strive for like, not, and look, I think it's easy to let that get, you know, on one, and I'm, and I just, I just, I like thinking about the, 
the caveats just because not because I disagree with the main point, but because uh, I think that at least for me, when I was going through and when I go through those processes, I they they come up and I'm like, well, what about this? And so, you know, maybe it helps somebody else to think about uh, think about those those things. And so. Uh, being, you know, it, it can go too far, I think, where where. If I'm feeling in the past, I felt like, well, I didn't achieve enough today uh, and today was a shitty day and I could die tomorrow. Wow, that really sucks. Right. Um, but but I think the important thing is, is to find a perspective that can apply uh, to even those situations. And it's almost like it's it's kind of like self indoctrination is the way I think about it. Uh, and and finding a philosophy uh, like Char uh, described and just sticking to it and sticking to it and like, you know, trying to filter all those negative feelings and experiences through that philosophy. And uh, and it, it may feel futile, but I assure you with practice, it does work. So um, happiness, yeah, a as a general concept, I mean, I think it's kind of silly, like, I think that we can make our own meanings for it, but the way that it's usually used, you know, like if I'm I'm depressed now and I want to not be depressed anymore, like I, I get that as a clinical diagnosis or something, and you're you don't want to if if it hasn't been six months that you've been feeling all these ways and having these symptoms, and a psychologist hasn't given you the diagnosis, then okay, you beat depression, whatever. Um, but 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 that doesn't mean you you have happiness. I mean, what it what even is that? What even is that? Like, and so I think, it, again, like Char said, you know, it's important to define your own happiness. And then, and then also I kind of have enjoyed rejecting the idea of happiness, not as like a depressive measure, not as a way to be, uh, you know, misanthropic or apathetic, but, but just, just letting go of a paradigm that either everything is okay or it's not. And and just focusing on everything is like like I am here. This is happening. That's all there is to it. I'm doing the damn thing, and that's good enough. And and you know I like what what mighty when you talk about roof over the head, uh, someone you care about, right? Because you know looking looking at what you have and making the best of it. That doesn't mean you should accept bad conditions, right? I mean, if you're living in a shithole and your landlord isn't fixing your, your pipes or something, like, that doesn't mean you should be like, well, even though my pipes are bad, uh, you know, everything's okay. It's like, yes, well, well, I mean, look, in that in that situation, you shouldn't let that get, you know, affect you uh, in your the way you think about yourself. But uh, it's not to say that you should accept bad conditions, um, but rather not let those conditions uh, uh inform a bigger a bigger beast inside i think i'm repeating myself but but i i, I do i agree uh, uh with all of that uh and somebody joined up i am good they say a new subscriber welcome on in thank you for that it's a follow not a subscription we are not on youtube uh they say i am good uh, and I'm glad I just found this channel. I was wonder I was wandering around and caught it by chance. That's amazing. Yeah, I hope you we we, we just talk about stuff. We just talk about stuff, uh, coming up with some things that are on our minds, uh, and 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 we talk about it. Yeah, I I, I appreciate this stuff, and uh, I 
I, and so something that's helped me before I, I, I wrap up my probably repeating myself is that, uh, I, I am though. I so am. Uh, I, I try to remind myself that it is okay to take your time. And, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying before, where you may die tomorrow and you didn't finish your big project, but you were working towards that. You were working towards that project. You were. Even if you weren't like putting it together piece by piece, you were thinking about it. And believe it or not, that's still work. Procrastination is really just another way to say work in your mind, like preparing for something, getting ready to do something, gearing up to do something, right? Um, and, and so uh, I really have found a lot of comfort in the, the old axiom, the old adage, uh, uh, slow and steady wins the race. I know I'm bringing, we're going back to the adages, baby. We're doing it. Slow and steady wins the race. I mean, and, and then I've, I've since, I've since discovered an even, uh, an even more interesting variation, which is make haste slowly. So, um, it's like, you know, you want to get this thing done, go ahead, get it done, go ahead, get it done. But don't be sloppy. Don't hurry through it just because, you know, you know, your, your, your time's coming or whatever. You think tomorrow's only promised today, uh, or never promised today. Uh, still take the time that you need to do it because it deserves that. It deserves that. And, and the process that you, that you do, it's not a, it's not even about finishing it, right? It's not even about getting that wife and children. It's about, um, it's about how having that goal is helping you or not. At least I think so. Like it's the journey, like, not the destination. It's the journey, not the destination. Right. These are right. All the same things. Exactly. Uh, because maybe you don't get the relationships that you're looking for ultimately, but, um, in, in pursuing that, maybe you become a nicer, kinder person or to yourself, you know, you, you find ways to work towards that goal, but it doesn't have to mean, I think it's important. And then another, another stupid adage, uh, shoot for the stars. And I'm, I know there's more to it and you'll, you'll at least make it to the moon. I don't know. There's some shit there. I don't fucking know. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's important to go beyond what you even expect you can achieve because at the minimum you're going to achieve something. Uh, and and it'll probably be, you know, closer to something more realistic instead of the the big thing. But 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 you you can you can you can definitely still improve yourself. It's interesting. This is becoming like a self help conversation. Uh, I, I I like it. It's it's and and I want to be clear. Like a lot of this stuff, I don't know what's going to work for you, whoever you are. You know, I know what works for me, and I and what Mighty is saying really resonates with me. Um, and it, it is it is. When I see people who I think are really impressive being down on themselves, you know, I just have to think that's that's their own journey that they haven't started yet or they're not they're not through with it yet. And you know, I could tell them all day, you know, not to be so hard on themselves. And it might be something they can use later, but ultimately they're the only ones who can make that change. Like it's not it's it's nobody is going to convince that person to start changing. Because, at least for me, I had to be ready. I had to be in a situation where I said, okay, I, have a, I finally have a, a purpose that I can define. I have, um, you know, this, this self-indoctrination ready to go. And, and I can, 
I'm ready to do this. I've let go of a lot of the things that were holding me back and I'm, I'm ready to move forward. And people had, and I think about it, I'm like, wow, people have been telling me to do this very thing for a long time, but I just wasn't ready to do it yet. Um, so yeah, you just, it, it may not, it may not apply to you right now, but I think when you hear advice, uh, where people are being so earnest and also, uh, confident as maybe we are, uh, you know, you, you may not be able to take it right now, but just, just take a note, take a note, take a little post-it note, put it in your brain because it might, it might come back later. Uh, one last thing I wanted to touch on is you were saying mighty and, and actually I've, I've, I've heard your wife talk about this before, um, uh, regarding, um, you, ha you have to learn to be alone before you can be with somebody else. And I, I agree with that in a way. And I just wanted to offer like a, a, a more nuanced perspective on that, which is that I don't believe that one has to literally be alone to get there. I believe that that one can be in a relationship with somebody and still find a way to be good with themselves alone uh, and, and that not be compromising. Now, if that relationship was keeping them from that uh, self-discovery in some way and by staying in it they're just making it harder and harder to to achieve that okay well yeah then then there is that problem i i just i you know i think if you're in a relationship it's it's not something you can just snap your fingers and change usually sometimes sometimes you can you can break away but often it's, it's a situation that you're in uh, for the long haul and i think that uh it's important for me to point, I want to point out that if you are in that situation, uh, you can still learn to be good with yourself alone. It's really about uh, unenmeshing yourself, sort of uh, uh, learning to uh, become less codependent and 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 only dependent on yourself emotionally. Uh, and and once you can do that, you know you don't need to go to your partner for everything. You don't need reassurance from them on everything. It's something. Oh, and then Mighty, you were talking about need and want. Um, you know, it's like, I want extra reassurance. I love the extra reassurance. Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh, thank goodness I can uh, go to my partner and get that extra reassurance. But ultimately, I have to know that if they weren't there, I could still ground myself. Um, and and I so I, I, I definitely do relate to that too. Yeah, it's well, good stuff. I, I just want to back up one thing because you were talking about moving at, you know, it's not a race, moving at your own speed. When, yeah. Again, when uh, we did the interview with the Nelms brothers, um, they referred to it as personal velocity and, every, and everybody has their own velocity. You you are on your journey. There is no, you know, it's not a race. It's you get there when you get there, but you are going at your own personal velocity and you can't compare that to anyone else because that's just a way to that. That's only a way to depression. Yeah. Like yeah. life, you do. That's again, believing you have controls over something you do not. Right. You don't. Right. It'll come when it's time or at least you work towards it. That's right. Um, and you would learn all these lessons and more if you literally just watch the matrix. So, when it oh, comes down to no, nice. <laughs> nice. That was smooth. I joke, but I'm not joking. The point is, no. is that a, <laughs> when you, you watch and understand. But with that, we're making our way through these way faster than I expected. I think we might actually finish early. It's what? it's 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's very possible. But with that in mind, the Matrix Resurrections yes. trailer. Yes. Now I'm deciding whether or not I want to do this because they're going to try to take everything. They're going to be like, yo, this whole video is ours. But I could just have it playing in the back. In the- Y'all see it, right? Y'all see it right there. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to leave it right there. I'm just going to let it. I'm just going to let it play. They can, they can, they can take, you know what? They can have it. They can take my whole episode. I don't even care. Okay. (laughs) So while we get on this, let me ask your opinion as the habitual line stepper from last week that uh, was going, was just talking a bunch of stuffs. That I'm going to let you have your first go, being that you okay. also forgot about watching this until right before the show. It's That's true. It's out. true. I did. So, all right. It hit us with it. With how I think, what I think about it? Well, um, so again, of course, prefacing, I haven't seen the series for like a decade. Over it. Oh, my God. I'm not 21. Two decades. Jesus Christ. Uh Dude. <laughs> it's been so long yeah well like i said you know i just kind of went through that phase where i hated film after film school and i just sort of swore them off but uh but honestly you're you're getting me you're you're turning that around majorly uh by giving me the great recommendations that you do but anyway so yeah i i thought it was i thought it was great i thought it was great i mean it i love that in the trailer uh that I mean, it's such it's 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 not a trope, but it's something that uh, seems since like I don't know maybe like the late '90s, it's just been very consistently happening in uh, media and movies, especially where there's been these like therapist scenes or like you know people are going and getting, and getting therapy, and I love that because I think it has like I think it's a nice modern metaphor, a contemporary metaphor. Uh, and and then he also the the therapist in there he mentions the word being triggered, uh, or he talks about uh, uh, the character being triggered, which I also appreciated as like a contemporary reference. Um, and so that 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 right off the bat I thought was 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 interesting. And because time has passed in this world, like we're not trying to act like Keanu Reeves is still, however you know, twenty years younger or whatever. Uh, and so. You know the 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 world has changed time has changed and i like that it it acknowledges that i loved i thought it was so i it's it's messed up but i i thought it was kind of funny not funny not funny haha but funny like like wow that's so real and like um again very relevant and it surprised it surprised me because that's what humor is at the end of the day it's being surprised by something you didn't expect a punchline, right and so seeing seeing him just like dumping out blue pills everywhere like on the sink <laughs> that was kind of amazing because i mean it's become such such uh uh it's it's transcended the matrix you know taking the red pill right uh and and so to 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 see like and and look i don't remember specifically from the last movies obviously so so correct me if i'm wrong but i don't think there's ever been a scene but i could be wrong i could be wrong let me pose it this way has there ever been a scene 
in the Matrix movies where there were were just like a not only a crap ton of pills everywhere, uh, but also they were just being kind of treated haphazardly. Has that happened in the in the movies? No. So I like that. I love that because it's 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 like it's because the way that I would think about those pills is they're very precious. Like they're very like like you know I think of Morpheus holding them right, and you know which pill are you gonna take? And it, it, it's like now he's just like taking a bunch of a bunch of friggin' blue pills. I love that. It almost speaks to like addiction. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do with that. I mean, why wouldn't you be addicted to the blue pill if the Matrix is so fucking scary? Uh, but then, you know, there was the part in the trailer where you see him confronting the red pill. So it's like, okay, I'm starting to see the, it's a very good trailer because it does tell a story within it, uh, about what he's going to have to deal with. And, um, and what else was in that trailer? Uh, I liked, I liked the, the confrontation with, uh, the woman that he knew, uh, from that we've seen in the, I don't remember her name. I don't remember her role pretty messed up but uh it's it's true but i i recognized her face i'm telling you it's been so long but i recognized her face and uh i was glad to see you know that it's not some kind of i don't know why it would be but you know it just when it comes to hollywood i don't put anything past them especially when they're making sequels sometimes 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 they get a little cash grabby with it. And I, and you know, sometimes like with James Bond movies, you got Bond girls, right? They swap them out. But I know this has been like a serious character uh, and not just, you know, a girlfriend or something. But still, it was reassuring to see that she's coming back and that relationship is going to continue to grow. Uh, and, and, you know, you got the action. We saw that there was gonna be the action. There's gonna be the slow-mo bending over backwards and stuff. So it kind of, it did that that fan service stuff that that I think it it it, it should do, um, and yeah, I I'm trying to think there was something else about it. Uh, it 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 just it felt like it wasn't old. It felt like it was upgraded for a contemporary audience while still staying true to what the original story uh, is is trying to be. So that that's kind of what I got from it. And then and then of course something I thought was interesting was that only Lana's name was put on there. Uh there's two Wachowski siblings and I know that the Matrix was both of them, right? And one chose not to come back. So that's that's very interesting. I don't know if that's for personal reasons or like there's some creative thing going personal on there. Personal reason. Okay. Uh uh and so you know, it's it's that's fine. I'm sure that's fine. If it's for personal reasons, that's good. I'm glad. I mean, it's not good. Like, I hope that she's okay. But, uh, you know, if that's the reason, then then I don't know. I don't know if that that would affect it creatively. So that's good. Um, what I do like to project onto it um, is that, you know, uh, Lana Wachowski, for those who don't know, uh, is an out trans woman. And uh, she does a lot of talks about that, some activism about that. And it's something that, uh, that she has made uh, kind of central to, to some of the work that she's been producing. And so I think it'll be interesting uh, to, to try. And, and I always like reading in. I love subtext. I love looking into things that may not be there, but maybe they are. Uh, and so I, I wonder like how that experience will uh, inform 
the story and the way that it's told with transformation, uh, uh, one's coming to terms with one tr one's true self, getting out of denial, uh, breaking away from what society may want you to do. I think that there's a lot of overlap there with uh, uh, what happens when somebody uh, decides to make their gender identity more congruent. Uh, and so, and so, yeah, so I, I, that, that was the last thing that just seeing her name on there, it, it did, I, it, I did think about that too. So yeah, that, that's all, that's pretty much all. Uh, that has always been a theme within the matrix and right, shown right. in many okay. different ways. So I'm sure there will be, as a matter of fact, there is some already in this trailer. Um, but, um, Go for it. Go for it. yeah, I was, what do you think? I was very, very pleased very pleased there's so much to unpack there's you know is the date itself a palindrome oh one two one neo two being plus which would make trinity nice. which is neo trinity 22 years since he was first inducted into the matrix there's <laughs> there's there's a lot to go into here ladies and gents <laughs> just just like the the character that others are first of all if you watch any breakdown for the trailer if you're one of those people that watch the breakdowns i understand i'm not saying i'm not throwing shade at you for watching a breakdown but if the person breaking it down says something to the effect of well it's strange it's strange that neo's back being that he died they're a moron their whole writing staff are morons okay i'm just gonna throw that out there just for the beginning you can tell him i said it I they're just care. looking for shit to talk yeah but there's things like, um, you know, if you were talking about the blue pill and how big it was in the original trilogy, as opposed to how it's being used to keep him subdued and within the Matrix now, which is honestly his own choice. Then you go to the fact that even the shrink has on blue glasses as Ooh. well as as well as a crystal orb that looks like the sentinels in the real world from the Matrix, uh, the butterfly in the background as I told you, transformation is already prevalent in this trailer. It's going to be in the movie as well. You have the um, uh, the character that looks like a younger version of the Oracle, which is uh, people are guessing is Sati, who was in the original trilogy. Uh, grown version of her. I'm not willing to buy off, you know, buy that just yet, but it could be. Um, as you know, that is the symbol of sustenance that was unneeded by the machine world, which is why she was brought into the matrix as opposed to being deleted as a program. And, you know, cause they didn't need that for humans. And so she had no place in their programming. If that is her, it makes sense for her to be giving over a book for sustenance as, you know, towards Neo, especially it being, you know, Alice in Wonderland and, the uh with the blue and the red pill great song choice also yeah uh, the jefferson airplane it was perfect but like when she handed over the book the book was open to a page that page was 145 what 145 i told you i'm in it <laughs> does that mean something to quote the book because uh yeah 
it's Alice in Wonderland. The, the most curious Ooh. part of the thing was that the trees and other things around them never changed their place at all. However fast they went, they never seemed to pass anything. I wonder if all the things moved along with us, thought poor puzzled Alice. And the queen seemed to guess her thoughts, for she cried, Faster, don't try to talk. Wow. I'm in it. That's right. Quotes. You had a quote ready to go. Wow. So, you know, they, whether the palindrome thing is intended or not, we'll never know. Uh, the rubber ducky, uh, which is rubber duck defrag method, which is used by programmers where they speak to a rubber duck. If you're wondering what I'm referring to, it's when he's in the bathtub and he has the duck on his head, uh, which could also just be a rubber ducky, which is, you know, USB stick, just an input device to install stuff on your computer, like used for cracking more so than, you know, thinking of it as a debugging method, but there'll be more into that and then the only thing that i would say that um what exactly is the function of a rubber duck you mean other than the fact when it was a popularized old toy for children when they would have to take baths i don't know i just hmm. never i did that i mean that's that's what i've always seen it as is it's very heavily featured especially in like the 50s but um harry potter reference oh god yeah don't don't bring harry potter into this um especially the movies the books don't have a problem with movies yeah like if it was left up to the movies i wouldn't be surprised if no one liked it um uh but yeah and the only other thing that has been thrown out there that I wouldn't be completely mad. Now, they're not going to do it. They're not going to address it. It's just going to be a fan theory of things. But the idea that um, the idea that John Wick is literally an iteration of the Matrix. What? <laughs> if they made if they made that actual canon. I'd have zero problems. Zero. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. And then there's the end character where who's, who's like, who knew where it all began back in the matrix where people were like, that's the people felt like that was the new architect character, which if that's true, I would kind of be disappointed because what he comes off to me, cause he's human. If you remember the teaser before the trailer, they showed his mouth being glued together, kind of like Neo's was in the first Matrix, which means he's human, which means he's something that can be affected within the system and reprogrammed on the fly. Like they took away Neo's mouth during the interrogation. What I think he is, is literally the liaison between the machines and humans that he's, he's corpo. He's the human that's willingly sold himself to the machines to withhold, to hold up the illusion for those that are too deep to leave the matrix. So I, I have other things, but wow. I'll wait. I'm on media blackout. <laughs> now I, I, I will not watch anything else. 
I will not watch any trailers. I will not watch anything. If I see the words Matrix, I'm exiting out of the whole page. Really? Immediate blackout. Because, because you while but yeah, because while people were like, "Oh my god, that trailer showed so much," it showed nothing. There's it's the, the people. I truly believe people have no idea what they're about to get. Also, is that a younger Morpheus? Mm, I don't think it is. And the reason I say that is because I think personally that they are going to go off of the game that I mentioned last week. Where um, basically if you played the MMORPG of the Matrix online, Morpheus died. And it could possibly be his son waking up into the Matrix. Wow. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so, yeah. We'll see. We'll see wow. how it all what goes. Was, um, what was, so I remember uh, last week you mentioned that there was something in the trailer that you saw that you were a little concerned about, but then that got, that got, uh, dealt with or something, but so. Oh did, no, I was, I was, was yeah. no, I was just concerned overall just because just, I needed to see what they were doing because what I, there was a lot of stuff that they were talking about before this project became an actuality. And, um, I do not like, now I would still watch, but I do not like prequels. I hate them. Mm. Hmm. I, really? I, yes, I, I don't think there's a point. I truly don't. Not for my enjoyment. I don't think there's a point to a prequel. I think that is a sure enough sign someone's cash grabbing. Really? I do. And okay. and we'll see. But it's pretty much been sustained by this trailer that this is definitely after. So. I see. That was the concern was that it might, yes. it might be a prequel. Gotcha. Yeah. That, that would but, be, especially. Yeah, that would be bad. Probably, yeah. Now, I'll take a prequel based on characters we haven't seen. Because I think the beauty right. of because I think the beauty of the Matrix and why I liked all of the offshoot storylines, especially in the Enter the Matrix game on PS2 and all that stuff, was because there are a bunch of incredible characters that are very intriguing that we don't know anything about. And so anytime you want to tell that, cool. Right. But if you like telling the prequel of like the Star Wars, the 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 Star Wars prequels. I think mm. it was I think it was doomed from the beginning. Of course there's people who would die on a hill to defend those movies. They're garbage. Um They sold a lot of toys though. They they sold a hell of a lot of toys. <laughs> but it's just what it comes down to is that it's hard to sell somebody on a story to which they know the ending. Mm, right, 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 right. And when right. you try to do that, there is a sweet spot that can be hit. It's really yeah. hard to hit it and make it prominent, to make it have the gravitas you want. But there is yeah. a middle ground where you is like, you know, but because you know there's still that little hint of, 
oh, what's coming next for that guy? Like, there's that feeling, yeah. you know, yeah. what's coming next for that character, excuse me, whoever it may be. It's but I, But I personally don't like it. I, I, I'm just like, yo, I would have much rather you told me any other story. Like, like one reason people like, I, I meant to bring this up last week when I said people loved the first matrix. We'll go more into this next week after Lee's okay. watches. It. Watches. Okay. But when you, below someone's mind they always say in film you can't do it twice but when people love something i don't mean they like it i don't mean they're a fan of it i mean they love it when something reaches the level of fame that star wars or the matrix or really lord of the rings for some people harry potter like God, I don't know how that made it into the list, but it is whatever. And Ooh. like, but when you make that thing, people love it so much that they start to own your idea. Yeah. And when they start to own your idea, they almost immediately would have never done it the way you did it. <laughs> yeah. One of the reasons people have a problem with the second and third matrix plebs is, is the fact that, they love the matrix so much. And I've seen these people, I've talked to these people, but they love them so much that everybody had their own idea of what the matrix two was going to be. Even I had it, but at even, but even after all my love and all my want to see things, y'all was like, you know what? This is their story. They got me the yeah. first time. Let's see what let's see where they take it. I want to see their full story, which is why I say they're all one movie. I don't consider them one, two, and three. They're all one movie. I am seeing a complete idea and execution of said idea. That's one story. But everybody loved the Matrix so much. It changed the world in 1999. It changed the world. It changed not just cinema but everything and people loved it so much that everybody figured out what they wanted to see and then got mad <laughs> that they didn't see their idea. Same thing that happens with star Wars. Same thing that happens with anything that reaches the level of importance in the zeitgeist as these things. It happens to, all creators. It happens to musicians. Oh, the first album's so much better. <laughs> yeah. Same shit. So I say this as a precursor to try to say, don't come back here next week and get cursed out. I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm trying to give you all the, all the tricks. Cause it's good. It's, I'm, I'm going to be calm as I can. But if I have to sit through what I sat through last week with people coming into the channel for the first time in ages just to talk shit about the major glo oh, gloves is off. Talking about someone specific. Gloves is off. No, I'm talking about a bunch of people. I see you. I appreciate you being here. I'm going to curse you out. 
That's it. That's it. It's I mean, it's, it's your show. Here we go. It's your show. The first show. Uh, Hayes Gamer, got to dip for a bit. Have a good podcast, everybody. I do remember the assignment this week. Lol. Um, and yeah, it's just you can't de like. You have to realize all these things, and so. Oh, yo. You know, my headset just told me I'm low battery. I don't even know how this is possible. But uh, I didn't watch The Matrix 8. That's okay. Next week, the assignment is next week. All of us are going to rewatch the first Matrix. Just the first. And then we're going to go week to week. And we're going to watch each movie. And then y'all are going to come back here and have a conversation with me. Among other topics. Among other topics. But y'all are going to come back here and y'all going to talk to me. And we'll go through it that way. And I do expect the Animatrix to be knocked out. Okay? When does that fit into the the sequence? Animatrix. Between, between uh, two and three. Okay. All right. Cool. Yes, a podcast with homework. Deal with it. <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not playing with y'all. I'm not, this is a real time not playing with y'all. You gotta deal with it. If you want you wanna come in, because I'm gonna open up the lines, okay? I'm gonna give you everything you need to make me shut down this show for good. But I'm gonna open up the lines and let y'all talk. And y'all gonna get to talk to me and we're gonna talk about the matrix. Okay? Sounds fun. Yeah. All right. Can I watch it free? That depends on whether or not you're on the seas, my friend. Whether or not you uh, sail a certain route. However, I have over four copies of the trilogy in different right. forms. Yeah, you're set. I'm set. I leave it up to y'all. I would. I would be disappointed in 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 their in like. Whoever is producing it, Lionsgate, I don't know, whatever. I'd be disappointed in whoever that is from a capitalistic standpoint if they were making the, the earlier movies free after dropping a trailer. I should, I should think that they want to make some money on people who are going to rewatch it. I mean, I know all of it is on HBO Max right now. Okay, all right. So, so, if, you, might, yeah. so if you have HBO Max, all of them are on there. So if not... Uh, I have a different, um, I have a different discord than the dreams one. And if enough people hit me up on that and are like, you know, we, I can't, uh, as a matter of fact, Lise, are you able to make invites to the, to, to my discord? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tell, I'm a tell y'all now. It's it's not a fancy Discord, okay? It's something that I keep on the side just to talk to people, like it's random chill. people. It's chill. But pierogi, if if you and others are unable to find the 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 movie, then I will set up a stream to watch it. Ooh, wow! In my Discord, but we'll see. We'll see. There are ways, though. There are okay. ways. Okay. So there are many ways to do this, but if it need be, I will let it happen. I will make it happen. So with that, 
before my headphones start to cut out. I don't know how I charged them all the way up before last week's podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's time we ended. We're only going to hit the hour and 45 minute mark today. Not the three and a half hours from last <laughs> week. But that's, I think that's that, a good thing. In yeah. This case. Yeah. In this case, I mean, when it, we, we, it, this is the thing, you never know how long it's going to be yeah. when, but if the, if the conversation, you know, fills three hours, we'll be here three hours. Yeah. We came in shooting hot truths fast yeah, right, today. Right. So, right. Right. Less um, oh no. Fluffy time to upgrade. <laughs> they ran out of batteries for the first time. It's time to upgrade. Um, but uh yeah. So do you wanna say your uh uh yeah, fuzzy, just post the invite in chat. Therefore uh pierogi oh, boy forgot. can uh click it. Yeah, fuzzy is actually an admin on uh in in, in that Discord. So good stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. So um yeah, join that. I promise you that there's not tons of shit going on in this in this Discord. But Maybe if we do follow through with the Mighty Movie Nights idea from last week, maybe we'll start to put together a little viewing thing on 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 Discord yeah. where we just watch a movie. We all watch movies together or a movie a week, something like Sounds that. Sounds amazing. All right. Lise, what you got to tell the people? Keep them posted. Tell them what, you, tell them what you're doing. Hey, y'all. Thank y'all so much for uh, hanging out with us today on this kind of laid back, not not at each other's throats episode. Uh, it was really, I didn't expect to, 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 to have like a self-help type of discussion, but it, it's, it's, I like it. I really like being able to do it. So I can't, I, I'm, I will always be as supportive as I possibly can of your mental health. I might trigger you, but if you want, if you want to still talk to me, all right, again, talk more about this same stuff. Uh, I do stream on Fridays, on Mondays and Saturdays, kind of out of order there, Fridays, Saturdays, and Mondays, uh, twice a day usually, and uh, you can stop by and ask me anything you want, uh, but I I do pop off a little more, but that doesn't mean I won't be nice. Uh, so that that's something I got going on. And yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually starting a game studio soon. I just, I'm working with a graphic designer on a logo. I got a website. I'm like making the damn thing happen. But that's, that's, that's only the teasiest of teas. Uh, so yeah, I'm just, I'm just streaming, doing my thing, making a survival game and hanging out with Mighty every week, talking about all kinds of, all kinds of stuff. I really, I really liked today's discussion. It was, it was nice. So thank you. Thank you all. Indeed. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we close it out for this week. We'll be back. Uh, this week is a little wild. Um, I'm not sure if we're still doing. Well, no, we are still doing it because we told people we were. So, you know, don't lie to the people. Um, there's going to be a podcast tomorrow and there's going to be a podcast Friday. Both of those podcasts are happening at 3 p.m. EST and will be the Made in Dreams podcast where we are going to have everyone back, including Lee's, I believe. Lee's, you're yeah, going to be back? Be yeah. So we'll be back every day this for the rest of the week until Friday. Well, basically, we'll be here every day until Friday uh, or until Saturday. And we'll be doing a podcast. Just if you're subscribed or if, if you follow, if you follow, 
the uh, this channel. Make sure you hit the little bell so that it'll notify you whenever we go live. And we're going to be talking dreams for the rest of the week. Love you all, even though some of you don't appreciate the Matrix. And uh, I will see y'all tomorrow. Bye.